Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Somebody Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen. But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the I-team digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5. President's Day, a day we acknowledge all the presidents who've served America and get that half off on mattresses. Hey, I bet throat goat Nancy Reagan would love that deal. <laughs> Speaking of juicy rumors, did Washington really get drunk and swing from the White House chandeliers? Did George H.W. Bush almost get eaten by cannibals? Did Kennedy's sister get a forced lobotomy? Did Woodrow Wilson create national parks to hide the cryptids? Did William H. Taft get stuck in a bath? Tub. And did Garfield hate Mondays? It's a look at the past, present, and future of American presidents on this episode of The Brighter Side. Lots of important questions in there, Amber. There's a lot going on. I did a little bit of research while I was on the train. It's the presidents of the United States of America. Lump, lump, she's in my head. Peaches for me. And we're joined by Mr. President Knowledger Man himself, Travis Irvine. Hello, Travis. Hello, everyone. Great to be with you again. Oh, yes. All right. So I wanted to record this on my phone, but Travis, to prove to the people that you are our resident President expert. Yes. Would you like to? Uh, you can say all the presidents' names in order. Correct. Yes. Off the off memory. Wow. Forwards or backwards. Forwards whatever you or want backwards? me to do. What do you? Which one's um, harder? Uh, I guess backwards is a little harder, but it's also kind of easier because, because it's you most start recent. with the current. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so you start. I've got them listed right here. So let's start with George Washington. Amber's fact checking. Okay. Yes. I, I did just give the first one away, and I'm sorry, folks. Oops. Um, but let's wait. Right, so- what? Who's the first president? <laughs> ah, I always forget that one. All right. So let's do it, Travis. All right. Here we go. In order, starting with the first: George Washington, then John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson, Martin Van Buren, William Henry Harrison, John Tyler. James Polk, Zachary Taylor, Millard Fillmore, Franklin Pierce, James Buchanan, Abraham Lincoln, Andrew Johnson, Ulysses S. Grant, Rutherford B. Hayes, James Garfield, Chester A. Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin Harrison, a Grover Cleveland again, William McKinley. Oh, yep, you're right. Sorry. Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, Woodrow Will, uh, William Howard Taft. Yes. Woodrow Wilson, Warren G. Harding, 
Calvin Coolidge, Herbert Hoover, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Harry Truman, Dwight D. Eisenhower, John Kennedy, Lyndon Johnson, Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Joe Biden. Whoa! Can't forget the fattest one. That's William Howard Taft. He yes. did get stuck in a bathtub. The That's Cincinnati right. guy. The Cincinnati guy. 350 pounds, which in his date was considered like comically large. Yes, he now, was comically large. I heard that the bathtub thing was a rumor set up by his opponent mm. just to like talk shit on the, tramp- on the campaign trip. Because he was so fat. He was very fat. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, getting stuck in the bathtubs, I imagine, were smaller back then. Yes, also that. Yes. Well, it said that his bathtub was also very, very large, um, so there's no way that he could have gotten stuck, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's fun. Yeah, I think it's a fun, true rumor. Now, right. C- can I ask, uh, now, the National Park thing, you said Woodrow Wilson? I looked it up that Woodrow Wilson started, like, he started to pen the National Parks, and then Herbert Hoover was like, now we have the parks. Oh, okay. So Interesting. Kind of like, I thought it was Teddy Roosevelt. And, uh, yeah, I also thought it was Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, no, but Hoover he made might... the dam. Right. Yes. Well, but they were all involved. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, it was kind of like his brainchild, and Something like that probably took a like, couple of he years. He also like started the Scouts too, right? I believe. I don't actually know about that. I know he was an inspiration for the teddy bear. I, I do, do know that. that. I do know that. But it would make sense that Woodrow Wilson later on, because he came two presidents after Roosevelt, uh, that Carried he would on. implement the policy. And then Herbert Hoover originally was Department of the Interior for Calvin Coolidge. Oh. And that's how Hoover became president after Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge didn't want to be president. He took the whole summers off. Yeah. He hated He was known as Silent Cal uh, because he barely talked. Not so Coolidge. Not so Coolidge. Now, taking the whole... Can you imagine if, like, I don't know, COVID happened during the summer and the president was like, I don't know. I don't want to deal with it. But I don't deal with it. Then he would just put Herbert Hoover in charge of everything. So Herbert Hoover was basically already president when he became president. Honestly, you know... I I think that's fine. Let, yeah. the, let the you know let, let the president get some time off, a little sabbatical. That's what the vice president's for. Absolutely, come and, and fill in. They got the vice president's got the rest of the goddamn time off. That's right. And keep in mind that's what Calvin Coolidge was. He was vice president under Warren G. Harding. At that time, vice president did nothing. I mean, it was a way to get rid of uh, somebody politically to give him yes. a vice presidential slot. But then Warren G. Harding died in 1923. How did he die? Uh, he had some heart problems. There's a conspiracy that he was actually murdered by oh, his. Well, yes, by his wife and a general that she was in love with. Wow. But if anything, (laughs) that was probably just a rumor. Uh, What is true, because I just went to the Warren G. Harding Presidential Museum. Warren G. Harding did have- He has one? He had a bunch of affairs. Oh, really? And he even had an illegitimate child. So these were rumors that would also come up during campaign cycles. And actually, after Warren G. Harding died is when he became more scandal-ridden than when he was alive because people found out about all his bullshit. Yeah. That's the way to do it is just die peacefully and then they find out what are they going to do? Exactly, because everyone was really sad at first for Warren G. Harding. He Mm -hmm. was in California when he died and they uh, sent his body back on a train kind of like Abraham Lincoln style but all the way from California all the way back to D.C. and then back to Ohio to be buried because that's where he was from. Wow. Do you know John Wilkes Booth, they used to like, they toured his dead body around. Oh, that's cool. For (laughs) for, like decades. They mummy, they they turned him into a mummy. Wow. and they would bring him the carnivals and shit, and they would he would be like a sideshow appearance. I'd pay fifty cents to see that. Yeah. Absolutely, well, that's the thing. John Wilkes Booth, very famous assassin, kind of like Lee Harvey Oswald. Like mm-hmm. I would go see that gravesite in Texas, wherever Lee Harvey Oswald is buried. Right. But that's how it goes with the Ohio with the Ohio presidents and the presidents who were assassinated. It was like one was Lincoln, one was Kennedy, and two were from Ohio. So who wow. gives a shit about their assassins? <laughs> 
Can you imagine like keeping the assassin's body, like the Shinzo Abe, the guy that assassinated him, like oh, keeping yeah. his corpse around and you can go look at it? I mean, fucking rock and roll. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, John Wilkes, it was like a, a big uh, manhunt. It was like, it was a big deal. Oh yeah, they found him in a barn mm-hmm. and they- uh, Lit the barn they, on they fire? They lit the barn on fire then shot him in the throat. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. I, pretty cool. Yeah, you could assassinate a present back in the day. You oh, can't yeah. do that now. Mm. I mean, you know. Well, it helped. He was acting in the play that Lincoln went to go see that night. Yeah. It was mm. like if Alec Baldwin shot somebody. Important. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Speaking of Lincoln, I was on the train. And see, so this episode, Ed and I, we're just kind of comedians. We like history, but we're kind of ding-dongs. Travis knows the history. He is our expert guest to be on. So we're going to talk about things I've heard and whatnot, and then you disprove or whatever. So there's a guy on the train mm-hmm. talking about Lincoln, and this guy was a black man. And he said that Lincoln was a bad man, that he said that he freed the slaves to send them back to Africa, not to oh. be a part of America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've since seen a lot of TikTok rhetoric of black people, young people, talking about Lincoln and how he should be canceled. Oh, yeah. Do you think he's going to get canceled? I mean, that's going to be, that's a tough cancellation just because he was such a, a consequential, mm-hmm. even if he wasn't completely 100% good, which if you and look at gay. all of them, he and was he was bi, but he was also <laughs> married to Mary Lincoln, Mary Todd Lincoln. Yes. And that was, that's probably what turned him gay. Yeah. Right. Well, she was, um, she was mean, his, his right? His opponents, well, she, she had, um, she had very, she had problems. Mental health issues. She had right. very, very serious mental health issues. And, uh, but she um, was... Uh, dating uh, his rival, mm. um, Stephen Douglas. Yes. Oh my! God. And he took her from he uh, he 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 wooed her away from. Wow, him. a proper a proper rivalry. Yes, yes. And then I know on their wedding day, um, he took off uh, and he he no showed at the wedding, oh. and, and he went uh, and walked to uh, Kentucky with his buddy. Oh. oh, just his roommate, his yeah, yeah, little his, male they roommate. They shared a bed together. Oh, okay, there you There's go, Lincoln. Nothing to see here. Yes, yeah, so but in their in their in you know the defense, there were just less beds. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, especially <laughs> when you're a guy who builds fences and cabins for a living. It's hard maybe, to make an extra bed. Maybe that's why mattresses go on sale for yes, President's in honor Day. Of Lincoln. Right. Lincoln in his bed. Yeah. God, can you imagine? He needs eight, more beds. He does. Can you imagine gay sex in the 1800s? Just oh, like yeah. <laughs> they didn't call him the old rail splitter for nothing. It's like everybody's getting hemorrhoids. Now, unusually enough, Abraham Lincoln wouldn't have been the first gay president at that time because that, a lot of people say, was James Buchanan, who was president right before Abraham Lincoln. He wasn't even married. He was an actual bachelor president. His niece served the duties of first lady. And uh, a lot of people privately referred to him as Aunt Nancy. He also lived with another uh, legislator or senator in D.C., Oh, while he was a Pennsylvania senator. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Lincoln's guy, Joshua Speed from Kentucky, owned slaves. Oh, wow. I wonder if that ever came up in their post-coitus conversations. Well, it would. They in the letters back and forth to each other, they talk about it a little bit. Yeah, and uh, they in Lincoln even tried to hire Speed to be in his cabinet, Hmm. uh, just so he could uh, have because he did the whole. Cabinet of Rivals. What was it called? Oh yes, um, uh, Team of Rivals. Team of Rivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mm-hmm. put his whole. He made his whole cabinet um, people who disagreed with him because he thought they'd have the best opinions. Wow. Oh, good for him. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, speaking of gay presidents, look at this picture of Dwight Eisenhower just sitting there with his legs crossed. <laughs> oh, He's he such a good nice. boy. He's such a good boy. What a little good boy. <laughs> That's a funny one to find. <laughs> you want to tell you want to tell some jokes before we get uh pumping in here? Yeah, let's tell some jokes. Yeah, get some jokes. Uh Trump feels like an Egyptian pharaoh. He wears makeup, he has a golden crown, and he buried his wife with trinkets and secret documents. Oh. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, you know, to me, there are three things that make a great president. Uh, they got to be fair, empathetic, and a great liar. Oh, yeah. There you go. They're a fair liar. I don't trust presidents who are sober and haven't served in a war. If you want to rule America, live how Americans live, on drugs with complex PTSD. Wow, there you go. Wow. You know, if I was president, the first thing I would do would be shine the Statue of Liberty. And then after that... Clean her again. Don't Whoa. forget she's French. <laughs> <laughs> Skull and Bones is a secret society at a Yale university. It sounds pretty metal, but if I know anything about these rich boys, they're probably just jerking each other off. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Eisenhower. <laughs> Uh, right now, we have a two-party system uh, that for sure don't know how to party. Calling them partiers is like calling Amy Winehouse alive and sober. Oh, hey Here we hey go. <laughs> it's not easy being the president of the United States of America. You have to be born here, be over the age of 35, and get a blood pack to our lizard overlords. <laughs> and Teddy Roosevelt, you know, he, as Travis said earlier, he had the teddy bear, is named after him, and he helped create our national parks. Mm. And, and a lot like a bear in a national park, he got shot in the chest. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yes, true. And he survived. He survived. And then he what? finished. He got shot in the chest during his speech and then finished the speech. Yes. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He even forgave his would-be assassin on site. Wow. Really? Well, yeah. 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 Teddy um, Roosevelt fucking rocks. He was a badass. Probably the last badass. I mean, well, until you show me that picture of Dwight D. Eisenhower, I thought he was pretty badass, too. <laughs> yeah, Teddy Roosevelt rode horse. He camped while he was president. He'd go camp out in the woods, and that's pretty much how he came up with the whole idea for the national park system. Wow. Can you imagine, like, you know, Biden just setting up a tent in Yosemite? (laughs) He'd do it in the park in front of the White House. Is this where I live now? Yeah. (laughs) Am I home? I don't think he could get the sticks in the ground. No. No. He's just sucking on ice cream, being like, you do it, Jack. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think he could do it. Yeah, he's less of a tent guy, more of just a blanket on the sidewalk guy. Yeah, Yeah. probably. This is fun. So Garfield got assassinated. Yes. yes. Lincoln got assassinated. Yes. And are those the only two? No. Well, that died. Right. Kennedy. 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 Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. It was uh, four presidents have been assassinated. Who's one the was fourth Lincoln. One? one was Kennedy, and two were from Ohio. And the first one from Ohio, James Garfield, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. He hated Mondays. He loved lasagna. Assassinated. All right. Mm-hmm. And then the other one from Ohio would have been William McKinley, which is what paved the way That's for right. Teddy Roosevelt, which honestly was the best thing William McKinley did because Teddy Roosevelt, great president. Yeah. And William McKinley was kind of a shitty president, right? Yeah. He was very much a, an imperialist. Like we we conquered the Philippines mm-hmm. under him, um, which is one of the reasons Karl Rove still thinks William McKinley is like a great president. Like, if Karl Rove likes a president, that's probably a bad thing. It's because he conquered something. Yeah, he, yeah. Con- he did something bad. Um, and interestingly enough, Teddy Roosevelt was governor of New York when he became VP for William McKinley. And again, back then, it was a way to get rid of someone politically. Mm-hmm. So uh, all the Wall Street guys, they hated that uh, Teddy Roosevelt was busting down on uh, on the bankers, on monopolies. Yeah. You know, he was, he was kind of a... a um, 
um, a monopoly buster of a governor. Good, you should. Yeah, it's so and the, the Roosevelts were a very rich family. They were too. a rich family, but they, you know, Teddy Roosevelt's conservatism meant equal playing fields for everybody. So he yeah. really liked sticking up for the common. I man. wish he was around today. Get rid of Spectrum or like yeah. have a competitor because right now we're all under one internet access. I don't trust it. That's oh right. He bust up Ticketmaster and then go hang out with Taylor Swift, probably. Yes, he would. I yeah. will say the brighter side of having one internet thing and it can go out the other day, the card machine wasn't working at the sandwich place. I got a free sandwich. Well, that's good for you, but not for the people making the sandwiches. Mm. Yep. <laughs> no, I was just thinking totally selfish. I was like, thanks, cool, I get it. I Bye. get it. I mean, yeah. they still get hourly. They were just like, take it, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. let's go. Amber, who's your favorite president? My favorite? Um, I don't know. You don't know? Probably Teddy Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Because I like the He's name cool. and like the stuff I've heard about him because yeah. he, he had a teddy bear or the teddy bear was modeled after him after he was going to shoot a bear and he didn't. And he's like, it's a not a fair fight because I have a gun. Mm. And they were like, oh, he's so kind. Yeah. Let's name a teddy bear after him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he, he was a kind man. Um, he was the rough, the rough riders. He was part of the rough riders. Um, you know. What did they do exactly? Well, they were during the Spanish American War mm-hmm. and things like that. He he would, they would ride their uh, horses at the enemy real fast. So Ooh. he was part of that. You know, he was like he used to box and stuff mm-hmm. like in the White House, like just to to stay fit and yeah. things like that. I like that. Yeah. His motto was a uh, walk softly but carry a big stick. That's great. I dig it. And you yeah. know what? Speaking of the Spanish American War, there's a little place right by Universal where a contract between Mexico and California was signed to stop fighting. Mm. But it's right on the other side of the Universal Studios, so like no one gives a shit. Nice. But I might go on a second date because he has a ghost hunting Oh, stuff. And I was cool. like, let's go there with your ghost hunting stuff. Yes. You date a ghost hunter? Like, second date. Second date. There Here you go. We go. Wow. 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 You could be dating a bunch of ghosts at the same time. You don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> Gotta find out. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Games from the Virginia Lottery are here. The Scratcher gives you the chance to win up to $100,000. The online game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. For more information, visit VALottery.com. Well, back to Teddy, I will say, um, again, just on the fact that he was VP for William McKinley, and he only got that spot because the New York... uh, Fat cats were trying to get rid of him. So when William McKinley got shot in Buffalo, New York, no less, mm. um, that led to Teddy Roosevelt becoming very, very important. And that was a good era for America. He was really cracking down. And then he left the presidency in 1908, left it all to William Howard Taft, his good friend, his minister of war, secretary of war. Yeah. And then Taft did such a horrible job that Roosevelt ran for president again against Taft and Woodrow Wilson in 1912, and that's when he got shot while making that speech in Milwaukee. And he didn't get elected. He didn't, but he did get second place. It was one of the few times in history where a sitting president, William Howard Taft, got third place. Wow. In the entire election. So basically, and Taft also got shot. 
Oh, did he? Yeah, he got shot in the belly. I did, he he didn't lived. even know yeah, about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Who's your favorite president, Travis? Well, Teddy Roosevelt is a good one. I would say Dwight D. Eisenhower was also a good one um, because he did hate war, even though he was a general. I mean, the 1950s, obviously kind of a weird time for America. But politically, Dwight D. Eisenhower, he um, he desegregated the schools. Right? He sent in the, the National Guard down south to make sure uh, the Little Rock Nine could go to school. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Um, he established the highway system uh, from sea to sea. That's why it's called the Eisenhower Interstate System. Okay. Oh. Um, and he also warned against the military-industrial complex on his way out in his farewell speech. And he said, God help the next man who sits in this chair who knows less about the military than I do. And that man was John Kennedy, and he learned real hard, real, real fast. fast. Yeah, real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a pretty boy. I'd like a president who has served in a war or has some kind of military experience. Mm-hmm. If you're starting wars, think of the people, the lives that are lost on yeah. both sides. Don't yeah. just like count your shillings in a, in a hole. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, John Kennedy, he was also a war hero. He had the uh, the PT-109, I believe it was. He was actually like he he swam and like saved a bunch of his uh, uh, fellow uh, shipmates basically really? during the World War II. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Kennedy. He had, he had a forever like he had a back injury forever uh, after that. Really? So I that's thought he was why a good he was on all the amphetamines that they were pumping into him. Oh. Wow. And he famously said, I don't care if it's horse piss. It works. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he was a pretty boy. I didn't know he did all that he stuff. He was a pretty boy. He was a rich boy but also a military hero um and of course his older brother uh, who you know the family wanted to be president um he actually died in uh over Europe in a, in a oh. he was in the Air Force and then John Kennedy was in the the Navy didn't wow. he run a woman off the road and kill her and it was no, like covered that's up Ted. that's Teddy okay. that's his cousin Okay, that's his little brother oh I thought Ted was, this is his brother Teddy was little brother yeah so, our, so there was four boys there was a, and you, one girl she got a forced lobotomy yes that part is also true yes she got a forced lobotomy forced lobotomy because she was acting a little too outspoken she wore shorts and shit yeah she, well, yeah something like that yeah just Joe Jr. was died in World War II, and then you had John, you had uh, Robert, yeah. who was obviously uh, served under John would Kennedy's administration, would have been president in 68, had he not been shot, yeah. and then Teddy would have been the next one in line to become president. You could have had a whole Kennedy dynasty if, you, wow. if they had you know, uh, lived or not uh, driven off a bridge. Circling <laughs> back to Taft, all right? 1909, a meeting between William Howard Taft and the Mexican president, uh, Profino Diaz, was slated to be historic. It'd be the first meeting between the leaders of the two countries and the first time an American president would step over the U.S.-Mexican border. They agreed that the Chamizel Strip between El Paso, Texas and Juarez would be neutral territory Ooh. with no flags of either country present during the meeting. However, the news of the meeting led to an influx of assassination threats against both presidents. Hmm. Texas Rangers, U.S. and Mexican troops, Secret Service agents, FBI agents and U.S. Marshals all enlisted to provide security. On October 16th, the day of the summit, a Texas Ranger was alerted by a man who appeared to be carrying a pistol. The man was standing in the crowd in the El Paso Chamber of Commerce along the route uh, both presidents would take. The Ranger disarmed and restrained the man as Taft and Diaz just passed feet away. Hmm. Some of the more tragic losses in, in a in American history have come from the deaths of acting presidents. Oh, okay. So he wasn't shot. It was a, It was an attempt. 
Ah, but like um, very close. I yes, mean, if you assassinate a president, you got to go all the way with it. You can't just, you know. Right? Jerry Ford had like two assassinations uh, uh, attempts uh, uh, on his life. Interesting. Yeah. If you really? Were to- Ford did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ford. I mean, you know, that was a pretty divisive time in America as well because the Nixon Watergate stuff yeah. had just happened. Then Gerald Ford like pardoned Nixon to just, you know, avoid a big legal mess where a president has to be charged. Yeah. Um, and then, so he was very controversial. Also, uh, the only president who never got elected to being president. He wasn't even on the vice presidential ticket with Nixon uh, because Nixon's actual vice president, Spiro Agnew, had to resign first. Yeah. And then Jerry Ford was Speaker of the House, so he got bumped up to vice president. And the next thing you know, boom, Nixon's out, Jerry Ford's president. Wow. Wow. Now, did Ford, does he come from the car people? I think so. He was a Michigan, uh, he was a Michigan congressman before, mm-hmm. before he became president. And he loved football. And he loved football. All-American you know? boy. <laughs> yeah. So I think it would be safe to say I don't know if there's a direct correlation. Like, I don't know if he was a cousin yeah. or a little brother or what. But you got to think. Michigan, last name Ford, he's probably in the car business. Probably. So, Travis, who is your favorite president? Well, let's see. We got Teddy Roosevelt. We got Dwight D. Eisenhower. Both. Uh, you know what? I, I got so I got a few different ones. Let's do a little smattering here. Okay, okay. Jimmy okay. Carter, one-term president, but I'd you, say really? the kindest president. Oh, for sure, easily. Guy, he's reason he didn't get reelected. Right, exactly. Too decent, too yeah. too honest for a lot of people. And then I would say another fun one for me would be William Henry Harrison because he was only president for thirty days. Yes, this is the guy. Now some say because he was a big. Uh, Indian war fighter in the Northwest Territory, a.k.a. Indiana and Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was born in Virginia, but Ohio claims him because he was an active Ohio politician. Okay. So that makes Ohio the birthplace of all U.S. presidents or the mother yeah. of U.S. presidents. But, really? I had no idea. But it's it, they all suck. I mean, compared to Virginia. They just have the numbers. Yeah, they just got the numbers. Virginia's oh. presidents are like, you know, uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, you know, presidents. Virginia's yeah. for lovers. Exactly. Yeah. And then Ohio has, you know, William Howard Taft, Warren G. Harding, William Henry Harrison. Uh, you know, the not very inspiring figures. Yeah. I, I'd say Ulysses S. Grant is Ohio's best president. Has it, what are the, about the presidents from the South? Can you name a president from like my neck of the woods, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana? You know, it's interesting. Herbert Hoover was the first president who uh, was elected who was west of the Mississippi River. He was from Iowa. And mm. until then, that had never happened. And then we've had a couple of California presidents. Uh, Reagan and uh, Nixon. Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. That's when Republicans ran California. Um, in terms of Southern presidents, you basically got Jimmy Carter from Georgia and then mm-hmm. Bill Clinton from Arkansas. Right. And then you got a few. You got Lyndon Johnson from Texas. He was a big Texas guy. And I guess George H.W. Bush. Yeah, the Bushes are Texas. Yeah, I guess the, the Texas claims the Bushes. Um, even though, you know, they are, their family was also in Connecticut. You know, they're one of those rich families. They can so, kind of like pick whatever state they want. Is it, Oh, no, Obama's Hawaii, right? Uh, he was born in Hawaii, but he ran out of Illinois. Where I know, he was a I know, state I know he, I, I know that. I know that he was in Chicago for a long time. Right. Yeah. Hawaii claims him for being born there. Okay. Yes. Not in Kenya, believe it or not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah is that? Does he have any ties with Kenya, or is that just pure racism? Uh, it's a little bit of both. His dad was Kenyan. Oh. Okay. And um, and his dad died in like a uh, an automobile crash in Kenya mm. uh, while Obama was still an infant or a young baby, so he never even really. Met his father. That's oh, so sad. Wow. Yeah. So he was pretty much raised, and then, you know, his mom was white, so he was raised by a, a well-connected white family. So mm-hmm. Very interesting. So I'm going to name off some presidents and give me a fact. All right. 
All right, because I don't know, like I'll Chester- try to give you a brighter side fan. Yes. Oh, like yeah. a, uh, I'm just going to name off a couple. Chester Allen Arthur. Oh, that's I, I get. It. I got a great fact you for you. You got one. Okay, you, go. Eddie. you got one. Here we, we go. We have, we have the same birthday. Oh, hey. and uh, he he was vice president for James Garfield. James Garfield, by the way, that guy. I mean, you think twenty first like, president, right? Uh, Chester Arthur? Arthur was twenty first. Yep, yes. James Garfield was twentieth, and James Garfield was uh, controversial only because it took him forever for the Republicans to nominate him. Mm. Like he was nominated, I think, on like the twenty fifth ballot or something. He was kind of a nobody congressman from Ohio. And because the power brokers at the Republican convention, which was just, it was crazy fractured. I mean, Lissa says Grant was going to try to run again. Rutherford B. Hayes was like, I want, I still want to be president. But then like he was too old and sick. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just very controversial. So James Garfield kind of got it out of nowhere. And they attached Chester A. Arthur to the ticket to bring everyone together. Oh. So uh, after Garfield got shot. Uh, waiting for a subway by a, a, a rival um, administrator who who wanted a job from Garfield. Did he Gar- get shot in New York? No, it was in D.C. Oh, you had okay. your D.C. subway opened, and there was this uh, Charles Guteau. He he wanted a job. He's kind of a crazy guy, but he mm-hmm. wanted a job from Garfield, and then Garfield like didn't give it to him. This was like back in the day when you was like you could like walk in the White House and be like, I want a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you could still ride up to the White House in the nineteen. Like my brother remembers driving up around the White House. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh you no, could still like pretty a couple close years, to it. Like a couple years ago, you yeah. know, you could drive, but they blocked all that shit off now. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think what like since nine eleven or definitely. Post 9-11, yeah. Because I remember driving past the White House, you know, as a kid. I remember mm-hmm. when I, when we did our, our big Washington, D.C. trip, I remember driving. My dad's like, oh, the White House. You know, it was like one of those situations. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. But now you couldn't. It's not even an option. I don't think you can really drive that close to it. I think the, the elliptical is pretty much as close as you can get. You know, that's a shame. We should go mm-hmm. right up to it. I'm not going to kill anybody. Right. Um, well, that's you. That's there me. There you go. That is you. <laughs> uh, well, last fun fact with mm-hmm. Chester A. Arthur, the Brooklyn Bridge opened while he was president. That was uh, 1885. Nice. And and of course, as Eddie pointed out to me, it was modeled. It was the largest suspension bridge in the country at that time, but it was modeled off the one out of Cincinnati. That's right. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a couple people here. Are they related? John Tyler and Zachary Tyler. Taylor. Tyler and Taylor. Never mind. No. John Tyler. They are not related, but John Tyler, fun fact about him, he had 16 kids. Whoa. And he has a living grandson who is still still alive. Whoa. He was the 10th president, and he still has a grandson who's alive. Do you living. think he's doing well, or is he like just backing up boxes at Amazon right now? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, oh, you got to think. Has a, he has a fucking He's got alive? a living grandson, yeah. Yeah, because he had 16 kids. Um, and also, he was technically our country's first independent president. So, again, oh, back really? to William Henry Harrison. Uh, William Henry Harrison was, an, uh, again, an obscure kind of general political figure from Ohio. Yeah. Um, he got elected. He made a speech uh, on Inauguration Day while it was pouring rain. He got pneumonia from it, and that's why he died 30 days later. Some people say it was a curse from Tecumseh because William Henry Harrison was the general in the battle that killed Tecumseh. So Tecumseh put a curse on William Henry Harrison. Wow. So he died in 30 days. And this was the Wake Party. That William Henry Harrison was a part of, and they attached John Tyler to the ticket again as a way to kind of unify different political coalitions. And then when John Tyler became president, he was like, "Well, I'm not going to do any of this Whig stuff." So he was just kind of doing whatever he wanted. That's so cool. A lot of people say he was kind of the first independent president. So what wow. is a Whig party? So that was so. Because that based off of European values. Well, so. The different political systems are kind of represented by the political parties that were around at the time, right? So George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, all the way to about James Madison, those first four, the founding fathers, the guys who signed the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and then basically got 
uh, founding fathered into the presidency. Uh, that was a political time dominated by federalists versus anti-federalists, a.k.a. states' rights people, a lot of slave owners in there, yeah. um, and then like big central government people, which is a lot of the northern states, your Alexander Hamilton, stuff like that. So that those were the two different political ideologies uh, at that point in the beginning of the country. Right. Then yeah. we moved on to James Monroe pretty much all the way to the, to the Whigs came about. It was called the Era of Good Feelings. Because it was just about uh, letting new states into the Union, where they'd be a slave state, where they'd be a non-slave state, and then they'd kind of come to a, a balance. So they called it the era of good feeling just because it was very uh, not Civil War-like yet. You know, we kind of <laughs> later got to that point. So that was a, an era where it wasn't really Democrats or Republicans. It was you know, a lot of the presidents of that time were denoted as Democratic Republicans because they're, oh. they really did just kind of get along, and it was— not not that many political ideologies are really existing quite yet. Okay. And then the Whigs came along. And the Whigs are like, we're sick of the shit of all these good feelings. And so the Whigs came along and they would run usually like uh, old generals like William Henry Harrison. Zachary Taylor was a Whig. And then the Whigs eventually fractured into a, a very racist uh, anti-Masonic party. They were known as the know-nothings because they were so racist that when they were asked about anything in their positions, they were like, I know nothing. That was like what yes. they would say. What? And Millard Fillmore eventually kind of ran with this very anti-Masonic racist party. And then the other fraction of Whigs uh, were abolitionists, anti-slavery, and they became the Republican Party. And so in the election of 1860 where Abraham Lincoln was elected, there was actually four major presidential candidates from four different major political parties. And that is how Abraham Lincoln, abolitionist Republican, snuck through. He's also an entertainer. Great, great wrestler. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abraham Lincoln was uh, apparently uh, 301. Oh, really? In, in wrestling. Yeah, and, and people, and if people were acting out at, camp, at, at rallies and shit like that, he would you all- You wrestle him? He would, it would challenge them to a wrestling He's match. very tall. That helped him in all his debates, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. And the old rail splitter thing comes from he was able, he was so strong that he was able to split a fence post with one swing of the axe. Wow. Yeah, and before he became president, he was just, I think he won one term in Congress. Mm -hmm. um, he was an Illinois politician, obviously, but he'd run for Senate and lost. Like, he was, he lost a lot. Yeah, oh, and not just that. Like, he was like, his mother died when he was young oh. of milk sickness. Ugh. Milk sickness? Milk, sick, milk sickness. Yes. Milk. Like, like, did she drink it or her breasts clogged? No, uh, she drank, <laughs> I think she drank some bad milk and died. Do you know who, wow. like, helped put, like, the milk labels on there was fucking the Bam 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 guy, the mafia guy. Mm. Oh, God, no. No. Uh, um, oh, uh, Scarface. No, not Scarface. Um, um, Al Capone? Al Capone. Capone yes. He is Scarface. Yes, yes, because like so many kids were dying, and he's like, we just got to put some expiration dates on this milk <laughs> so these yeah. kids stop dying. Yeah, amazing. I mean, he, you know, he did one thing good. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also uh, Harrison Ruffin Tyler, still alive at the age of 94. Wow. Whoa. We should yeah. get him on one of these shows. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to interview the grandson of the 10th president what of the United is States. the end? Internet. <laughs> it's gonna go on the internet. How did you find me? Yeah. We read your Wikipedia page. Yeah. What he's is a that? chemical engineer? He oh, was. Yes. Yeah. Well, he must be doing something these days. Yeah. Um, oh. So how about here's another one. Harry S. Truman. Give me a fact on him. Oh, Harry S. Truman. Oh, Give him hell, Harry. Uh, he, another guy who was vice president, who became president because Franklin Delano Roosevelt died. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, Franklin Delano Roosevelt had a very populous progressive vice president named Harry Wallace, I believe, or Henry Wallace, mm -hmm. um, uh, for his second and third term as president. And then uh, the corporate powers that be in the 1944 election bumped off. 
Mr. Wallace. Because they knew FDR was dying soon. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, we can't have this uber progressive populist pacifist uh, be president. So they During wartime. Yeah. So they grabbed Harry Truman from Missouri and attached him to the ticket. And that's how Harry became. And then he dropped both of the, he's the only person to drop a nuclear weapon. He looks yes. really mean. I'll say that. He's yeah. frowning. If you're the president, why are you frowning? Also, Lyndon B. Johnson's frowning too. Oh, well, he's a piece of shit. He used to shit with the door open and yell at people. What? Like he yeah. would take meetings like taking a shit on the toilet and yeah. then he would yell at people from the toilet. Yeah. Stuff. He was also a, a very close <laughs> talker. He was very tall and intimidating. So he'd get right in his yeah. uh, political rivals' faces and like talk down to them so much so that they would be like leaning back. Um, and then sometimes he was known to, uh, you know, if you're having a conversation in the bathroom, he'd whip out his giant dick mm-hmm. and uh, talk to you while his giant dick was out, and hence uh, earning the term of the Johnson. Yeah, named after Lyndon Johnson. Really, yeah. he sounds like he might have like Aspergers or something, like oh, he, something on the touch of, touch of the brain. Oh no, he was definitely a fucked up person. But and also Kennedy wanted him to be his vice president because he knew that uh, that would help conservative people come vote for him. Mm-hmm. And the Southern Democrats, which Kennedy, you know, that Needed. was a, a coalition that was weird for the Democrats for a while. They needed the racist South to join the Union North. And uh, basically, that's how Democrats uh, were able to come to power. And with Kennedy, he needed him. He needed Johnson to flip the votes there in Texas and the South. And then also, uh, there's a lot of rumors that the mafia delivered West Virginia for Kennedy as well. Interesting. I hear when Kennedy was assassinated, we like to think of it on the news as like a very sad thing. But there are stand-up comics that were traveling around at the time and have written in their journals and books saying that the crowds in the middle America and the South were cheering. Oh, wow. were definitely, you know, horrible people, like happy about it for sure. Oh, definitely. And there was a reason. Reason he got shot in Texas, you know, like right, the, yeah, because that's where Lyndon Johnson was from. No, who else was in town? George Bush, George H. W. Bush. Yeah, yeah, he was there. the only guy who doesn't remember where he was the day Kennedy was shot. And he was part of the Secret Service. Yes, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, he was part of the CIA. Yes, he was. I mean, he was in the intelligence services for sure. Yeah, because William H. Or yeah, George H. W. Bush was. Uh, he was in the the intelligence services in World War Two. He mm-hmm. crashed a plane, and then the he was gonna. There were two islands he could go to. One of them was a cannibal island. One was not. And the winds, the way they blew that day, he went to the non-cannibal island. Oh, and that's why he didn't get eaten by cannibals. That's right. Ah, man, we almost avoided 9/11. Oh. <laughs> cannibals just ate that guy. I know, just because the wind blew yeah. a certain way. Oh, man. isn't that so, crazy? And then you look at like George Bush. Like we talked about his paintings the other day. Mm-hmm. He looked, he just always wanted to be a cowboy, like some good old boy. He didn't want to be president. Right. He wanted to like just own the baseball team that yeah. he screwed up. And yeah, yeah. He, he talk about a rich boy who was given the presidency. George W. Bush fits that bill big time. Has anybody oh, yeah. been a poor guy that's crawled their way up in the past like hundred years? You I know? mean, I'd say Jimmy Carter was the closest because he literally was a preacher. He was a peanut farmer. Yeah. And he kind of made up his way through Georgia politics. And then when he made a, a specific speech um, in the 70s to the Democratic National Convention, uh, Hunter S. Thompson uh, wrote about um, how much he loved Jimmy Carter. And keep keep in mind, this is when Rolling Stone was 
you know, top of the, the cultural yeah. game in the 70s. And um, Jimmy Carter made a speech about how he was inspired by the I'm not going to work on Maggie's Farm no more yes. by Bob Dylan. And so when Jimmy Carter made that speech, Hunter Thompson was like, this guy is the next big thing wow. and uh, really propelled Jimmy Carter to stardom. He even sold his peanut I farm just gonna became say president that. Yeah. to avoid a conflict of interest with Big Peanut, which we all know, Eddie, you know all about. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a good Mr. Peanut. For Here we go. Planters Corporation. Yeah. Good for them. Shout out to Mr. Peanut. We love you, you big old legume. <laughs> big old legume. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll. Like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. Oh, I got a, I got a good uh, Mr. Yeah. Peanut joke that I that I couldn't put in the commercial because mm-hmm. it was uh, you know too racy. Oh, so yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Peanut um, and uh, George Washington Carver, they 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 both have a lot in common. They're oh. they're very uh, they're very intelligent. They're very stylish, and they both hate crackers. Oh my God, yeah. that is racy. That is literally racy. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, Grover Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Looks like he's oh. been in there twice. Yeah. Fun no. guy. Yeah. He, he, he's got a mustache you can ride. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one of the best mustaches. He also. does. Probably, yeah. Probably him and Martin Van Buren are the chops. He had the chops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Taft and Roosevelt have another rider mustache. Yeah. They've yeah. got mustaches. But Grover Cleveland was the original mustache president. In fact, after the Civil War, you pretty much just had Republicans from Ohio, right? It's Ulysses S. Grant, mm-hmm. who was honestly, yeah, the best Ohio president. Then Rutherford B. Hayes who was like a Civil War Ohio guy. James Garfield was a Civil War Ohio guy. Chester A. Arthur kind of, again, squeaked in because he was vice president for uh, Garfield. And then Cleveland swept in. He was a New York Democrat, and he was, again, able to build that coalition of uh, the, the Democrats in the South and the Democrats in the North. And he did it, and he served one term, and then he got beat by another Ohio Republican, Benjamin Harrison. Right, he's and, in there. And then they ran against each other again, and that time Grover Cleveland won. That's so, very cool. Benjamin yeah. Harrison looks very old, I'd say. Like, for that time, he looks old. Yes, yeah, I I'd say, agree. like, I imagine him as a president was like, we get free versus originals. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, of course, Benjamin Harrison was the grandson of William Henry Harrison. Oh. So that was the first... Uh, uh, what do you call that? Grandfather, grandson combo, presidential combo? Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, in the thing, uh, John Adams and John Quincy Adams, yes. John Quincy Adams was like his nephew, right? His son. No, it was, oh, his, it was son. his son, mm-hmm. direct son. Yeah, okay. yes. right. that was the first father son combo before the, the Bushes came along. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he was uh, he was very, John Adams was very cool, right? John Adams was a very cool. I mean, some people hated him. Um, I mean, he was an asshole, but he, did, he was on the right side of most arguments. Yeah, well, he was very principled. I mean, he's a guy who, when he was a lawyer, 
mayor in colonial Boston, he was the one who defended the British soldiers who yeah. committed the Boston Massacre oh. because he believed so strongly that they deserve a lawyer. Yeah. And um, I forget if he got him off, too. I mean, that would have been impressive. But then the, one of the best things John Adams did um, was after, you know, uh, Adams served only one term. Yeah, second president. He was the second president, but he only served one term because he lost to Thomas Jefferson. And mm-hmm. King George III was watching. He was like, let's see what Adams does. He thought Adams wouldn't give up the power. But when Adams got into his carriage, his coach, and left the White House and went back to Boston, that was basically a sign that there would be a peaceful transfer of power forever on. Uh, yeah. You know, until January 6, 2021. <laughs> yeah. And uh, John Adams, he uh, he didn't own slaves. Right. He he was against slavery. Alex, uh, Alexander Hamilton was against slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that was a big another part of that federalist, anti-federalist okay. argument of that time. Um, you know, the states rights people essentially wanted to keep their slaves. Who was the biggest piece of shit president? Like racist piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, would you up. believe it? It was Barack Obama. Trump's definitely up there. And yeah. but that's because he broadcasts his piece of shitness so openly. Yeah. He um, wears it like a, as a badge of honor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know these old guys, they believed, you know, Andrew probably Jackson exactly what he did. is Andrew one of the worst Jack- people who ever lived. The, yeah, okay. he's like yes. almost Hitler-esque type of dude. He basically uh, wiped out, you know, the indigenous uh, community. Yes, both as a general when he yeah. actually like fought uh, natives wherever they were, the Cherokees especially. And then he, as a president, he displaced them. Yeah. He kicked Trail all of them tears. out. Trail of Tears out of Florida, moved them all to Oklahoma. Yeah, and um, then shot them along the way. Yes. And then, uh, I mean, Andrew Jackson, I think he also shot someone during a duel while he was president. I do agree he with more He burnt down duels. the White House. He, bur- he burnt down the White House. Did he burn down the White House? Yeah, he partied too hard and he said, uh, when he got inaugurated and they, they, they let a giant, there was a giant, it was, it was able to fix it, but he- uh, Right. He, he, so not the whole White House. Not the whole White right. House, but he uh, he lit it on fire for That's sure. That's interesting. And of course the British were watching like, ah, oh, we should have just hired that guy to yeah, do it. Yeah. And there was, he threw such a, it happened during his inauguration party and he was the Southern boy and he threw such like a big party yeah. that everyone came, there were like literally people jumping in and out of the windows and trashing the White House yeah. when he became president. I will say that's probably a fun party. Oh, yeah. yeah he was very... If you're a white man. Yes. Right, yes. right, 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 yes. <laughs> not even me. I'm right, not invited. No, right. no, 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 well, no. And you're right, because he was a Tennessee president, and he was yeah. the first. I mean, up until then, it was, what, just George Washington, it was Virginia, John Adams was Massachusetts, mm-hmm. Jefferson, Virginia, Madison, Virginia, Monroe, Virginia, John Quincy Adams was Massachusetts. So all our presidents until Andrew Jackson were just from Virginia or Massachusetts. Yeah. So. And, um, and Jefferson... Let's talk about him a little bit. He's a mixed bag. He's a real mixed bag because he, he did so much that like really changed our country. Right. Just even the language he used for when he wrote as a 20-something-year-old the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. I mean, those were words that live on till He's this day. He's still our only ponytail president. I don't know about that. I feel they all had ponytails <laughs> under those wigs. You can't tell with some of those old pictures. But yes, he did have a- The had, Louisiana Purchase. He pulled a quick one on the French. He pulled a quick one on the Four French. $4 million. Dollars. We got like a third of our country. Yes. But then, of course, he also owned slaves. Yes. He was uh, basically in a relationship with one of his slaves. Now, when he died, he, he, yeah. did, he did free all his slaves. He died the same day as John Adams. Yes. July 3rd, or was it the it 4th? It was on July 4th. It was on it July was 4th. 50 years to- 
to the day that they signed the Declaration of Independence together. It was in 1826, July 4th. And yeah. uh, one of Jefferson's like last words, um, because again, they, him and Adams had been rivals, but eventually they became friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Jefferson even said, well, thank God Adams still lives. And I think there's a rumor that even Adams, as he was on his deathbed, was like, well, thank God Jefferson still lives. And then they both died the same day. And that They had no idea the other one had died because, you know, it was word, 1826. Word doesn't really travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. send it by telegram on a horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Zachary Taylor. Mm-hmm. Who's this guy? This guy was uh, a general. Again, another Whig president who, um, you know, that's who the Whigs basically ran. They would grab a very yeah. popular general and then run uh, run. He looks like a general. He has like kind of a scowl and like, yeah. he looks he like looks he has British. a military uniform going on. So yeah. he, he became big during the, the Mexican War that we, we had when Texas and Mexico were kind of battling down there. And in fact, a lot of the Civil War generals uh, who would go on to fight each other in the Civil War all were on the same side during the U.S.-Mexico War of the 1840s. Yeah. So Zachary Taylor, that's how uh, he came to prominence and that's how he got elected. But then he died in office and that's what gave us Millard Fillmore as president. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's Next, I was going to ask about him. Tell me about Millard Fillmore. You know, beyond the thing that I know about that he eventually became this, you know, anti-Masonic, know-nothing racist presidential candidate. Yeah, you talked about him earlier. Yeah. I feel like, I'm sorry, am I bringing up like same guys over and over again? No, that's fine because there's always something more about him. But like, honestly, with Millard Fillmore, that's the main thing I know about him because he was was so unquantified consequential, you know, that lead up to the Civil War, you had a lot of milk toast presidents, your James Buchanan's, your Franklin Pierce's, your Millard Fillmore's. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even up until the, you, you, like James Polk was the 11th president before Zachary Taylor. Mm-hmm. And even he was the one who did the manifest destiny. thing. Yeah. he was like, we're going to like America is going to expand all the way to California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The 18th, the 49ers. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to ask about the know nothings. So is it kind of equivalent to today when the alt-right like does a little okay sign and everybody's calling them out and they're yeah. like, Hey, that's a racist symbol. And they're like, what? We don't know anything. It's yes. just, we're saying, okay, yeah. come on you guys. No, there's a lot of uh, some, some presidential historians were pontificating on if the the Trump era of the Republican Party would lead to a Whig-like split where you have your principled Republicans who are like, again, back then, mm-hmm. principled Whigs were abolitionists. I mean, the Whigs were a very cobbled together political um, collection, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you had your abolitionists split off. They founded the the Republican Party, which was anti-slavery. And then, yeah, and then you just kind of had that racist faction. It was their anti-immigrant was a very big deal. Actually, if you watch the movie uh, Gangs of New York, uh, Bill the Butcher, Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis's character. Yeah. That was kind of the idea of the know-nothings, the anti-Masonics. They didn't want more immigrants to come here. They just wanted to keep it the way it was. I will say that we have that today because I do a little trolling, a little snooping on the internet. There are the Republicans and then there's also people so far right, they hate Republicans. Yep, yep. They make fun of them, you know, mm-hmm. like the Republican stance on like pro-immigration and it's like yeah. all making fun of them. Yeah. Republican pro-gay marriage. Like it's all making fun and like in their world, um, it's uh, very scary. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> it would, it would be, basically they're proposing like taking people that are not white and then physically removing them. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'd say that's very similar to the the know nothings of yeah. the of the eighteenth century. So that, is, that does party, exist. Kinda. Yeah. I mean and again, you know, there could have been if the Republicans didn't I don't know, they all kind of joined together and stuck around Trump, which was interesting. Yeah. Then you know a lot of them break off and didn't stick with Trump. So but it it wasn't a big enough movement for an actual third party to to get started. You yeah. know? So which like what what would it take to get another party? 
I mean, so much. Um, state by state, all 50 states have different rules for third political parties existing. I mean, my home state of Ohio is one of the most restrictive on alternative parties, minor parties, third parties, whatever you want to call them. Um, and then some states are, you know, it takes like a thousand signatures to, uh, right. to start a new party. But it's it's really state by state. Um, you, you very rarely see um, an actual like. I mean, even the Libertarian Party can get their candidate on the ballot in, in almost all 50 states, if yeah. not all 50. But even that, they, you know, <laughs> then they just get like 3 percent, you yeah. know, tops. Yeah. Wasn't there that I do go back and forth on the, the third party system because I want people to vote in their own ideas and maybe maybe Democrat Republicans not fluid enough. Mm-hmm. But there was like a independent guy out of Florida, I think, who literally killed a goat out of a sacrifice. Nice. And um, I think tried to pass like having sex with children. Oh, wow. Let me look him up. But he's, he's a, um, what do you, what did you, what was Just that Just Google um, uh, goat killing child fucker. Yeah. Goat kill child fucker. <laughs> and then for president after that. Libertarian goat fucker. Yeah, that could be it. Well, speaking of that, that reminds me of a, my favorite Lyndon Johnson story is that when he was running for office in Texas and moving his way up from congressman up to senator and then, you know, so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his favorite things to do would be to accuse his opponent of bestiality. Oh. And then, uh, you know, the campaign worker or whatever would be like, uh, Mr. Johnson, are you sure that's a good idea? Is that true? He's like, I don't care if it's true. I just want to hear him deny it. Kind of Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so this guy's name is Augustus Inviticus, United States Senate candidate who admitted to sacrificing oh, a goat right. and drinking its blood. He has an AMA. I remember that. Um, his short bio, libertarian candidate for United States and Florida. My story recently went viral and I have received a surprising outpouring of support, especially from pagans and metalheads. <laughs> oh my I am God. an attorney who has represented controversial clients in court, including a notorious murder trial and a case involving the American Front. Wow. I am a father of four, a scholar, and a lover of symphonies and tattooed women. <laughs> AMA. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, all right. Very cool. Well, you know, I can do a little um, rundown of some of the most successful third-party candidates in American history who okay. did run for president. Okay. These are presidential candidates only. I mean, obviously— Ross Perot did well. Ross Perot was pretty much, the, in terms of recent times, the most successful third-party candidate. It's because he was self-financed. He was a billionaire. And more importantly, he got into the televised debates. That's how yeah. I discovered him when I was eight years old. I was like, this guy is great. Yeah, he and I was, was the only one to vote for him in my third grade mock presidential election. Uh, but he got 19% of the presidential vote really? in 1992. Did That's he misspell potato? Is he the guy? Dan Quayle. Shit. All right, that was Dan Quayle. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he was vice president under Reagan and Bush. Right, well, and he Quayle, misspelled potato and we were like, this guy's an idiot. Quayle served uh, under George H.W. Bush as vice president. And Reagan. Or, no, because Reagan's vice president was George H.W. Bush. For one term and the other term it was Quayle. I, I think oh, you're mistaken, I, I bet I'm wrong because you're the expert, but I'm Googling it. Google, Google it. it. While Travis tells us the gift. Yes. And uh, 1980, we had a presidential candidate named John Anderson. He ran as an independent. Um, that was the year Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan ran against each, each other. But John mm-hmm. Anderson still got 6% of the popular vote. That was a big deal. Um, but the last third-party candidate to get actual electoral votes from like states because he won the whole state was George Wallace, who is a racist uh, from Alabama. He was uh, and also an excellent comedian. Yes, there was a different guy, but yes, you were correct. <laughs> um, yeah, this George Wallace was, you know, he was like a pro segregation. He was actually the governor who said segregation. Uh, today, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. And so. I think there was the guy that shot, oh God, there was a guy that worked under him that also shot somebody who was um, 
helping out people, black people going to school. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I believe Because we discussed that. this, Ed, in the 1960s episode. Who was this guy that Wallace? got- Wallace? Yeah, so there was a guy under Wallace who, um, who was like helping out with a presidential campaign. The guy didn't make president, but one of the people working under him like helped shoot. God, ugh. I don't remember. So, yeah. All right, I'm gonna look this up. All right, so keep going. All right, George Wallace, <laughs> terrible piece of shit, but he did win multiple states in the South, so he actually got electoral votes. Um, and before him, the next most successful third party candidate would have been 1948, and that was Strom Thurmond, also running under a segregationist party, mm. and he got also got electoral votes. And then before that, then you had your Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and Pretty much prior to that, you did have third political parties um, actually be pretty affluent. I mean, you had fighting Bob Follett from Wisconsin. He actually won the state of Wisconsin in the 1924 election. Um, but you had, you know, uh, Eugene Debs was a big socialist candidate. He would get like 8% sometimes in some of these elections. Crazy. And then uh, Teddy Roosevelt, when he ran in 1912, he ran with a progressive party uh, known as the Bull Moose Party. And so he was also technically at that time a third political party candidate but he didn't win he did not win no i'm just talking about uh, the most successful you know obviously i'd say you're right about dan quail by the way all right take that (laughs) quail irvine won quail well quail so james o'ray who assassinated mlk he worked under um what uh the george wallace's campaign oh Oh. my god i believe that yeah oh my god and also george wallace's vp candidate in 1968 was uh curtis lemay general curtis lemay who is known for the firebombing of Japan, like he decimated, like he was very. Wow. Um, anytime you see a character in a, a comedy who's like, I say nuke the bastards, that's it's based him. off Curtis LeMay. Bombs away with Kurt LeMay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, but unusually enough, because it was 68, um, Wallace was anti Vietnam War, even though he had Curtis LeMay on mm-hmm. his ticket. So, George Wallace was kind of running as a peace candidate in 1968, even though he was overtly also a racist. Well, it's because, and you know, people don't give him credit, but Nixon ended the war. Yes, well, you know, he kind of had to. And then they kept a secret war going, though, him and Kissinger, yeah. um, when they were, like, bombing Cambodia and not oh, telling yeah. anybody about it. So they, they quote-unquote, pulled the troops out. But the troops didn't even really fully come out till Gerald Ford uh, was governor. Right. Or, excuse me, president. President. Yeah. We're talking presidents. <laughs> yes. There's videos of people in Vietnam smoking weed out of a gun, like, using the gun oh, yeah, as yeah, a cartridge. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy. I've done it. Yeah? Oh, yeah, we had a shotgun that we used to blow, uh, <laughs> we used to blow our blunts in. Are you serious? Yeah, wow. A, a so you actually do a shotgun from a shotgun. Yeah, that's what. It, that's where the name comes from. Were Man. you scared? Nah, it was fine. We did, it wasn't it was Florida. Right? Yeah, it was Florida. It was of course, yeah. Florida. Florida. <laughs> what to do down there? We had a Mossberg with a pistol grip. You, were, I, you know, kids, please don't <laughs> do this. But we also we actually had a um, a gas mask that we attached to the shotgun. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Good wow. old days. First date, I went with a guy. He said he had PTSD from a Polish um, working in the Polish army, and he's sounds like, delicious. Yeah, and he's like, you want to smoke weed? And I was like, sure. You know, yes, and I was kind of crazy at the time. And we go back to his apartment and smoke weed out of a gas mask. Yeah, Whoa. that's always fun. You attach it to a bong and shit. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. He slept in a hammock. Oh, oh, not room for two in those. No, oh, no, he said the hammock has room for two and I was like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. think it does. No. Yeah, I don't yeah, think it does. You yeah. think your floor has room for two. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I don't want that either. Yeah, he's still a nice guy. He's <laughs> yeah. a nice guy, no shade. He does MMA right now. Oh, oh very nice. Exciting, running for president probably. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if somebody who was like into MMA and like smoking weed and like slept in a hammock, if like that kind of guy ran for president. 
Libertarians might run uh, our comedian associate Dave Smith in 2024. No, so, oh, no. But maybe as close as we get. Yeah, well, Dave Smith, for president. Well, no. Dave Smith and his, his podcast Legions, uh, Legion of Skanks. Yeah, yeah. they just um, did a big takeover of the Libertarian Party. We covered it on our show, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, uh, oh. last year. I was there in Reno and saw it all happen. And no I, shit. I'm pretty yeah. much convinced that they're going to run Dave in 2020. Wow. wow. I mean, I'm still Twitter friends with him because we've been friends since back in the day. Yeah, that's the thing. I've known him for so long. I just disagree with a lot on his politics. I, I do can't too. <laughs> name exact points at the moment because I haven't like briefed this, but. Yeah. You know, I don't think that would be a good idea. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's not going to win. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's not like he's taking votes away from the Democrats. Right. No, he would not. I mean, <laughs> But those Skanks fans are a lot of people. You know? know. He could be president. Wow. It's a podcast. <laughs> it's a lot of people. They have a whole festival, man. I know. But it's like, that festival, I mean, I... No shade on the festival. I, I I hear it's unbelievable. We used to do it back in the creek in the cave, but that's like you know thirty thousand people. I mean, still, it's enough. <laughs> yeah. it's like the, people not are to joking. Be president. People are talking about Trump being president. If you get the right media campaign and you get enough but people, Trump had the most popular television show for seven years. That's right, true. you know, You're like in the and NBC, he, and like, he had name recognition going back to the eighties. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. So. Right. Speaking of which, all right. So I want to talk about the next presidential election for a little bit, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. I, I'm very. I have a couple. Like, do you think? All right. Biden's definitely running. Yes. Uh, Do you think any Democrat would run, would risk their career and run against him? I don't think so because it would fracture the base. And I think Democrats really want to present a united front in 2024, yeah. especially since we already know for a fact, I think we already have like eight Republicans who have announced or are about to announce or have at least started the exploratory committees. That means they're going to announce. Soon. Yeah. So, yeah. and I would just say, I honestly, I watched all of Joe Biden's um, uh, speech, the, Me the too. State it of the great. Union. It was surprisingly good. I went in wanting to hate it. I yeah. thought he was going to fail, and he didn't. He actually held his own, even with all the hecklers. Oh, it my was God. Like, I, that's what I said on top of it, that they should do a little video for his campaign commercial. It said, President owns heckler. <laughs> I think it worked. And even, like, even though Joe Biden, I mean, he still he, he has his old age moments. Um, he oh, still was able to own the hecklers. There was yeah. a moment... I cited over on Top Hat that at one point he got people booing him, and then Biden says, well, "That's fine. It. I just fine. I'm a I'm a fan of conversion." And it's like I think he meant like I'm a fan of conversation, but then because he said conversion, he meant like he was going to convert them into what he believed, yeah. and it worked. Yeah. I don't even know if you meant to say it. But and then worked. there was the other time he pulled a quick one on him with yeah. the Medicare well, the, and, and the Social, Social Security. Security. He yeah, got yeah, them all yeah. to boo him. And then he was like, okay, so we're keeping it. And then they all started clapping for him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. So, yeah, be careful of this wily old man. I, I, I think uh, he's more wily. And, uh, I mean, honestly, I again, I, I I came out of that speech with more confidence in him. Honestly, I was ready to fucking write him off. Yeah. yeah. And then he, that speech, I was like, oh, shit, he's fucking yeah. swinging. And I think, you know, he gave all of his other Democrat rivals what they wanted. I mean, Pete Buttigieg has a job in the administration. Well, he uh, needs to fucking step it up. Well, he's got to do... The airport situation sucks. Well, the train situation in this country sucks, Whoa. too. Whoa. And But then he, he also gave... <laughs> yeah. uh, Joe also gave Bernie Sanders a very powerful Senate uh, committee. You know, I mean, everyone's Good. gotten what they want. So I think they're going to give Joe a chance to get another four years. And I am I am very fascinated to see what happens with the Republican Party primary. Because like you got it. your DeSantis, you got 
got your mm-hmm. Trump, and then you got your all like six non-Trump, non-DeSantis Republicans. I think we're going to see another like Whig party coming through. That would be wild. I mean, you know, Trump even threatened back like 2016 that if he didn't get the nomination from the Republicans, that he could would potentially splinter off and try to start a third party. But it was tricky to do because you know he eventually got the nomination. So. I mean. It would be interesting, though, if DeSantis got nominated and Trump decided to do that. Sure. Yeah. In this election, because then Trump would probably get enough votes to like warrant a decent conversation about a third party. Yeah, I'd say so. Which would be that it really could end up being a beneficial thing. And plus, he'll cancel out the DeSantis guys and Biden will win by a landslide. Yeah. You basically have a 1912 election all over again where Roosevelt and Taft's you know, votes canceled out uh, a majority and Woodrow Wilson won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, what are some key points you would like to, for a future president to do? Like, mm. for example, I would like a president to take out monopolies. I mm-hmm. want competition with corporations because that's what keeps the prices lower and them like on their toes. Yeah. And I want people like especially to focus on the housing market oh. because people cannot afford a place to live. And honestly, like these huge buildings that are going up like no one can afford to live there it's a fire trap Mm. let's be honest Mm. yeah and um it's just people it's just a way for a lot of people to um embezzle money that's what Uh, it is or money laundering right well a lot of that is done on a local level or a county level Uh right like here in los angeles that's the big gripe with a lot of the los angeles politicians they're all in the pocket of the developers yeah they say the same thing uh with a lot of the columbus ohio politicians and these are all democrats by the way yeah who are quote-unquote in the pocket of big developers um but the president does have power over those types of issues because they appoint people to regulatory um, uh, bodies, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, everything from the um, the Federal uh, uh, Electricity Regulation Commission or the SEC, right? That was a big thing, right? Trump would put in a lot of, like, yes-men who wouldn't enforce the laws, like with the EPA. Yeah. Um, and so there's so many things at a presidential level where you're absolutely right. If you don't like monopolies or something, well, guess what? Now we actually have people in the SEC and... Uh, FERC and a couple other like regulatory commissions and things like that who actually are looking into uh, like breaking up big pharma and things like that. That's you know, great. A lot of these big pharma companies like CVS, n- n- they they're buying up the drugs, they're buying up uh, who uh, gives out the drugs, and now they're also like buying up doctors' offices. So they're yeah. controlling wow. every single part of the process of getting medication. That's, that's too so much. And that's crazy. something, yeah. So that's something that um, some of these commissions are looking into. Which is crazy. You shouldn't. You shouldn't even be allowed to. It's almost like not to equate, you know, pet care with human care. But um, what, what's that big? Um, uh, uh, shipping Chewy. Chewy has. Uh, you know, they're basically the Amazon for. Uh, dog food and shit like that. Oh. Yeah. And they started buying up all the dog medication and started selling all the fucking medicine through yep. their website, yep. putting veterinary, putting vet offices out of business. Yeah. And then they started like buying up the the veterinary offices yeah. and then contracting them out and then hiring the vets as their employees rather wow. than the owners of the actual businesses. No, that and, should be illegal. And, yes. and to bring this thing full circle, a lot of these commissions and regulatory uh, committees 
and different offices and agencies actually began during the progressive era of the early 1900s when Teddy Roosevelt was saying, you know, when he was breaking up monopolies and yeah. uh, when uh, Upton Sinclair and all the muckraking journalists were covering the uh, deplorable living conditions of factories and working conditions. That's yeah. when you had, again, you had populists, you had progressives, you had socialists like Eugene Debs calling for workers' rights. And so the early 1900s, especially, that's when we got a lot of these committees and commissions to do the type of thing that they're supposed to do. And then you can see over the years, they get compromised then they don't do what they're supposed to do for the working people. They get a lot of money in their pockets. Just Mm -hmm. kind of like how the Senate is just like, oh, we don't really think the people need health care, but then we're paying for their health care. Yeah, right. It's insane. That blows my mind. That and the (laughs) fact that they every year they vote to give themselves raises. Oh, yeah. And it always passes bipartisan overwhelmingly. And they do it to... to, Inflation proof their own salaries, but exactly. they don't do anything for, for everyone else. Nobody else. Wage. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, the, the last mm-hmm. bill put onto the Bill of Rights basically gives them all a raise. And that exactly. was over 30 years ago. Right. So there hasn't that, been a new bill added to the Bill of Rights since like the internet. You mean the amend, amendment? Yeah. Amendment. We haven't amended yeah. the Constitution yeah. since the 1990s. The amendment of the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. Like the 27th Amendment was literally just meant for that. It was like for pay raises or something. And yes. especially now, there needs to be more amendments because we have technology. Happen like so fast, it's going There's off. Fucking normal citizens going to space. Yeah, you know, like we have deep fakes. Like, There's great. deep fakes that boomers are falling for. Like I'm yeah. falling for. Yeah, you know, we need like some sort of an adult to come in and like look at this technological progress mm-hmm. and say we need a little cap or some laws on this. That's the thing. That picture you showed me of Dwight D. Eisenhower, that could be a deep fake. It he, could he never be. sat like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's a general. You know who we saw? Um, you you shared this with me recently. Um, Gavin Newsom, who I'm not a huge fan of, uh, did something very near and dear to my heart recently and I thought it was very cool. Is he is The state of California is going to start producing insulin and sell it at a very cheap rate. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. that will breed competition with the other three companies that make 90% of the insulin. And so now it could finally be affordable to be a diabetic in this country. Yeah, that's the thing the Democrats have really been working on more so than Republicans, which really you think it would be just a bipartisan issue. Um, You know, I don't want to throw all Republicans under the bus. There are some Republicans in in the Senate and Congress that helped a lot of these amendments pass. But it was uh, Raphael Warnock out of Georgia Mm -hmm. who uh, fought to have um, uh, Medicaid recipients buy their insulin at, capped at $35 tops. Yeah. Right. But that's only just for people who are on Medicaid, Medicare. Yeah. Hopefully it'll continue to grow into the free market uh, from there because, yeah, it, insulin, obviously, issue near and dear to me and Ed's heart. Yes. Check out How America Killed My Mother at HowAmericaKilledMyMother.com. That's right. Um, and then Biden's going after the uh, overdraft fees and the, and the, and the, and that's the, great and all too. the hidden fees and right. stuff. And Elizabeth Warren was very big on that too. Yeah. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Yeah, and so it's it's weird. I, I went in really hating Biden, but he keeps like going near and dear to my heart. He's doing, yeah. And, well, and you know, shout out to, again, credit where credit's due. Gavin Newsom's doing it. Um, Jared Polis, Democrat governor of Colorado, he signed um, a legislation, a bill, or even an executive order. I don't remember which one it was, but that allows Colorado residents to buy their drugs from Canada, which is basically breaking a federal law, right? That's the yeah. reason why we well, technically- so marijuana. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, Colorado's already breaking a lot of federal laws. Yeah. Um, but that's the beauty of it. See, that's one of those things you're like, hell yes, 
states' rights, uh, but then you don't want to say it too much because then people think you're talking about slaves. Absolutely. I'm talking about weed and insulin. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Jared Polis, by the way, he's really great, too. He was uh, part of a Democrat-Republican bipartisan effort to kill the NSA. Yeah. And they knew they couldn't rewrite the law, so all they did was try to defund the NSA's domestic spying program. Wow. And Jared Polis, wow. when he was a congressman, was part of that uh, alliance. Man, and you know who, and you know, obviously, if you've seen How America Killed My Mother, we're, we're big Chris Murphy fans over here. Yeah, he's in the movie. He's in the movie. He's become a celebrity fighting against gun control. You know, he's the uh, the, the senator from uh, Connecticut, Connecticut mm-hmm. where, you know, Sandy Hook happened, you know, so yep. he's it's near and dear to his heart. And I, I love Love what he's doing right now. He's a fucking renegade man. And now, yeah. I would, what do you think the chances of he would run for president one day? Well, he's young enough. He's young enough. Um, you know, again, you kind of wonder if folks from the the New England states. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Joe Biden's a Delaware president. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think Chris Murphy would have to be the presidential candidate because as a vice presidential candidate, he doesn't really pull anything with him. I mean, Connecticut's going to vote blue no matter what. So, but I like a lot of what he says. Uh, Chris Murphy in our movie, How America Killed My Mother. Check it out at HowAmericaKilledMyMother.com. That's right. The domain was not taken. We got it. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, Chris Murphy actually straight up said that DC is slowly being taken over by oligarchs. Yeah. Right? And you see that more and more. They just, they can buy off whoever, right? Yeah. Uh, bipartisanship can be bought, right? <laughs> when it benefits only uh, the rich few. So That's interesting. I want a next president who goes after these oligarchs so much, we're worried they're going to get assassinated. That's right. what yeah. I want. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw what happened to John Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, you know, the, John Kennedy had like everyone mad at him. Yeah. You know, the yeah. more you read about it, it was like, I mean, the mob was mad at him. Yeah. The military was mad at him. Uh, Lyndon Johnson was mad at him. The CIA. The CIA, the FBI. There uh, you go. Yeah. Everyone wanted him dead. So <laughs> I really just want the American dream for anybody. Anybody should have a house and a family if they choose. And food. A food. You should be able to go work a job and that one job should be enough mm. to pay a living wage. There you go. And you sound should... like a Teddy Roosevelt supporter in 1912. Yeah. There should yeah. be a grocery store in every city. Mm. With you know, healthy foods. With healthy food. You know, there should be, you know, the restrictions on gambling, for fuck's sake. No one will get behind that but me. I know. <laughs> and, me, I will. I, it's so sad. Yes. It really does just tear families apart. And it's just like, you know, I mean, it is getting a little better. I would, I will say that, like, since we've made our movie, mm-hmm. the gambling thing, like, you know, the you know, all the fan duel stuff, it's very big. You know, gamble, you have problems with gambling, call the gambling hotline, sure. even though it's basically useless. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it does exist, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it it, it is. Yeah. Steps are being made to to make the world a better place right now, and so I, I our country a better place. So I, I'm happy about that. That's yeah. right. Let's hope for a better future. Let's get these fucking nasty little drug companies <laughs> <laughs> out of here. Let's get let's make um, America really nice. Let's make it great again, you guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting campaign slogan there. Let's make America a mom again. Yes. How about that? Just oh, a nice, that's, kind, that's, loving Louis C.K.'s. Ah, oh, damn it! Ah. <laughs> oh, Louis C.K. says. Now. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, he said America deserved it when he because he was polling for Hillary when oh, she was going against right. Trump, and he says like America needs a mom right now. Yeah, that was his oh. big thing when he was pushing for Hillary. Interesting. All yeah. right. Well, then there's no good way to say it, but we need to make this place better. <laughs> yeah, we need to love each other. Stop hating each. other. We should stop hating each other so much and start hating these oligarchs and the monopolies. Yeah, Fucking absolutely. A and it's right. a tale as old. As time, 
In America, that's always been the enemies of freedom and independence. It's always been that rich ruling class. Yeah. And they were even around, you know, back when the country started and they're around to this day. So it's a constant battle, right? Skull that's and what... bones sucking each other off. Oh, my God. They 29th just president. Uh, that would have been. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me uh, count my my marbles here. Let's see, 29, 20, 20. Oh, it was Warren G. Harding. Warren G. Harding. Check it out. I'll be doing, I actually just visited Warren G. Harding's Presidential Museum. I'll be releasing a fun web video this week, just in time for President's Day. Oh, Uh, It'll be talking about uh, Warren G. Harding. I learned a lot about him. Oh, man. Well, also, you can can listen to Travis over on the other LPN show we got over here called Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, where he's a co-host with uh, Fernando Perez and... Beg Ben Kissel. Boom. Also, Travis has his America series movies. Yes, we talked about How America Killed My Mother available at HowAmericaKillMyMother.com. But also, Travis has two other documentaries with America in the title. Tell us about them. Yes, my very first documentary, American Mayor, is about when I ran for mayor of my hometown, Bexley, Ohio, back in 2007. Mm -hmm. Check it out. You can see that anybody... Including a 24-year-old white dreadlocked kid, uh, fresh out of college, can run for office and make a difference. And then also Hail Yourself America, available at HailYourselfAmerica.com. Basically the same uh, premise as American Mayor, but with Ben Kissel instead. He's running for Brooklyn Borough President. We ran him back in 2017. And Eddie makes a special appearance, making fun of Ben Kissel. I mean, that's my specialty. There you go. <laughs> um, also, check out Guy from Ohio, Travis's album that's available on Spotify. And you can buy it on iTunes if you want to be extra nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, give it a listen. Put it on the background. Throw a couple tracks on a playlist. The last song's got the cowman on it. Yes. And I even got a whole uh, track on there about Ohio presidents, about how they're all shitty. There we go. There <laughs> we go. Instagram, Travis Irvine, USA, Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, The Brighter Side, LPN. On Twitter, it's at Travis Irvine, USA, at Eddie Tunes underscore, at Amber Smelson, at Brighter Side, LPN. Uh, coming up on St. Patrick's Day, uh, that is March 17th, if you're not a drunk and keep it in your calendar. Um, <laughs> Amber and I will be doing a, nuss, a special live show over at the Pack Theater, 8 p.m. Uh, Lisa Curry is going to be on that show and a bunch of other fun comedians. Oh, wow. So come check that out uh, if you don't have St. Patrick's Day plans and you want to take it easy down in L.A. We'd love to have you over there. Um, Brighter Side Live on Twitch, um, uh, second Tuesday, no more. We're moving to first and third Wednesdays. Mm. Um, that's going to be 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. And that's starting March 1st and then March 15th. Those are going to be our first two. So give that a fucking check out. Mm-hmm. And that is available on the LPN's Twitch network, uh, twitch.tv slash last podcast network. That's it. Um, also, uh, I got another monthly show that I'm doing on Twitch uh, with Holden McNeely over on his channel. Uh, it's called A Couple of Buds. And the next ones are going to be on uh, February 27th and March 27th. So check those out. That's a lot of fun. Those are the fourth Mondays. It's basically Holden and I. We eat sandwiches. Aww. And we, we rate the sandwiches. We do a movie review. Oh, wow. Uh, we talk about some vinyl that we bought recently. And then we it's very chill. And then and we all and then we end it with by reading some old murder fist sketches from college. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. So you know those get a little racy. So leave your feelings at the door. <laughs> um, we got Patreons. Amber, tell people about your Patreon. Um, it's Amber Smelson on Patreon. It's a way to support me as an artist, and often I do a lot of cool. Um, 
writings and journaling and cooking shows on there. Nice. And you can find me at patreon.com slash Eddie Tunes. And that's the home of the Eddie Tunes two hour radio hour. And um, I put a bunch of Spotify and Napster playlists on there for y'all to enjoy. Uh, the most recent one I put up is just like, it was, it's been so nice in LA lately. Mm-hmm. And so I put, uh, it's called Roll the Windows Down. And it's, all about, it's a good playlist to cruise around. And if it's cold, you know, save it for later. But <laughs> Also, I'm hitting the road um, this weekend. You can catch me in Brea at the Brea Improv um, hosting for Jeff Ross and Nicole Buchanan. That's February 24th and 25th, two shows each night. Um, and then March 30th, I'll be at the Miami Improv with Nimesh Patel. And then March 31st through... April 2nd, I'll be at the Palm Beach Improv with Nimesh Patel. So come check us out there. We're going to go see the Barnetts. I can't wait. Uh Um, And then on April 27th, I'll be back at the Palm Beach Improv with Jeff Ross. And then on April 28th through April 30th, the Dania Beach Improv with Jeff Ross. Ross. That's Woo. right. I am hitting. I'm back on the road, baby. Yeah, good for you. Thank you. HowAmericanKillMyMother.com saying it again. Someplace Underneath is about to come back and it's mm-hmm. going to be stronger and tighter than ever. Woo. I'm very excited. When do you guys come back? Do you know? Um, the middle of um May, I think. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Wait, we're in uh, February. We're in yes. February, yeah. March. <laughs> and, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. middle of May. So keep an eye out for that. It's uh, honestly one of the best shows on the whole. Network. Thank you. We just mm-hmm. had a production meeting, and it's going to be a doozy. And you're Ooh. doing Twitch shows now, right? Yes. One of those. So there's going to be on the Wednesdays that Ed and I are not going to be on Twitch channels. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. So either way, any Wednesday, come and check my sweet ass out. But you're going to be at six <laughs> thirty. Yes. For those shows and eight o'clock for our shows. Yes. All right. That is the one difference. So um, keep that in mind. Someplace underneath on Twitch, uh, second and fourth Wednesdays of every month starting in March. Um, Actually, no, you already started. We've already started. That's right. All right. So check that out. Uh, Keep... uh, uh, just follow Amber on Instagram and she'll let you know what's going on. Uh, sticker giveaway is still going strong. You can send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to the brighter side. Care of LPM PO Box 470 North Hollywood, California 91603. Thank you to our editor, April. Madeline, who's been doing some research for us and producing the show as always. Ryan, here on the ones and twos. And Maddie, our social media guru. Thank you all so much for supporting our show. And taking us out today is a special President, my favorite song about presidents, and it's called Special Announcement by the Felice Brothers. Oh. Enjoy your life. Uh, be good to yourselves. And happy President's Day. I hope you got the day off. And if you don't, fuck them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Love you. I can promise more berries on Blueberry Hill. I can promise you this, Charlie Parker on a ten dollar bill. I'll gather up all the cash and toss it to the bird. Burn down the stock exchange, the Federal Reserve. Saving up my money to be present. All the financiers, all the corporate goons. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. 
For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Somebody Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. This is why you watch 7 News at 5. This breaking story is happening as we speak. To get breaking news from the alert desk. When I know about it, you'll know about it first. So you're always connected with what's happening now, only on 7 News at 5.